Hey, listeners, ever have trouble getting someone on the phone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I love fast cars, but there aren't a ton of high-performance EVs. They're certainly out here there. But when I, when I get a chance to get behind the wheel of one, it's, I love it. And I was blown away by the Kia EV6 GT. When you get behind the wheel of the Kia, it, it is literally like being in a state-of-the-art rocket ship, but also comfortable. The thing goes from zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. It is the premium driving experience. And of course, it's an EV. So the climate thanks you. SiriusXM provides access to over 165 channels in the vehicle. Music, sports, news, comedy, yacht rock. Let's go. Little little steely Dan going in your Kia. Come on now. So check it out today. It is the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. I had a blast checking it out. Believe me, you should do it yourself via kia.com slash EV6. To learn more, that is kia.com slash ev6 kia movement that inspires hey it's rob how are you man rob what's going down man jb Today, what? Well, by the way, welcome. First of all, thank you for joining me. If you're on your treadmill, on your walk, smoking pot in your car, whatever the hell you're doing, or you're listening to this, I'm just glad you're here. It's literally with me. Literally, it's me, Rob Lowe. Um, JB Smooth. This is gonna be fun. Um, now, if you're a, if you're one of the language Nazis, and I have no bone with, to pick with you. I, I'm, I'm, I, I think the, the amount of swear words should be kept to a dull roar. I'm just warning you. It's a plethora. It's coming. So this is, this is, this is like, you know, the chicken exits on the roller coasters. This is, this is your time to get on the language chicken exit. Um, so there, there's my disclaimer. And by the way, lawyers didn't even make me say it. I just said it of my own volition because I care about you. Care about your ethos. Anyway, we're gonna have a lot of fun. JB Smooth coming up now. Thanks for for coming on our humble little pod. Um, how long have you, how long have you been doing um, your latest endeavor? Uh, we are at the top. Well, it's our third week in, man. Look at us, no man. Three weeks in, man. We are having a blast. And you and your podcast is every day. We are daily, baby. We 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 are daily. We we shoot five at a time. But you know, mm-hmm. it's fifteen minutes. It's fifteen minutes uh, episode. So we just jump in there, man. And we and we knock it out. You know, we uh, knock out five in a row. Takes us about you know, between all the jibber jabbing and playing around, and you know, we uh, two hours, two hours tops. 
and and it's it's topical, right? You get to get to talk about whatever's going. You can talk about whatever you want, obviously. No, but like I go, I go in, Rob. You got. I, I just, I go in, I go in, and I, and I, and what we do is, I just take these positive affirmations, and I go in, I dive, I submerge myself. You know, it's like I'm putting on imaginary scuba gear. You know, yeah, you go down. You know, the tank on my back and everything, and 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 I tell you the truth, I put the tank on my back, but I'm allowing the the listeners to breathe. You know, I let them breathe. I give them breath. See, <laughs> now, now, what, what's your your favorite affirmation you've come across? Mm, you know what? My favorite ones that I've come across. Now, I have ones or that I've you've across. or that you've talked about. I mean, like, because I kind of have my mm. little affirmations. I, I like. I got. A, I got a top five. Probably. Man, it's it's a oh man, I got a lot of them, but I like to use my own. Like I I get inspired by my own affirmation. I make my own damn up. Oh, I got I, I got that. one I use all the time. I say uh, set the bar, and and then do pull ups on that bitch. See, mm-hmm. set the bar, and then you grab the bar, and then you do pull ups on that mother. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that's see that's people understand that. See, and that's what I do. On, on may I elaborate? Is I dive in, Rob. I dive in, and I allow people to uh, listen to me over-elaborate, hallucinate, and all that good stuff. See, and masturbate? I'm just sorry. It was right there. Hey, I mean, you know it was coming. It's, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it, Rob. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. My voice is very uh, soothing. You know, it's soothing. It's kind of, it's kind of like, Rob, you have a baker cake. And I, said, I eat a lot of cake. I'm not I'm sure about I bake triple it layer well. cake on that nice triple-layer cake. Yep. Or, or a wedding cake. You ever have yep. a wedding cake and you see those five, six, seven tiers cakes? Mm-hmm. Imagine... Uh, putting frosting on that bitch. See, I, I, I dig into the can of frosting, you know what? Mm-hmm. and I, I use a regular frosting just to just to coat it a little bit. Then I then I get the the bag, you know, the bag full of frosting, and then yeah, the squeezy I, thing on top the of the squeezy it, thing. Sure. Then that's yeah. when I get busy and do my my real work. You know what I mean? See, my 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 affirmation yeah. now coming to my mind, listening to you, is oh, sure. take your squeezy mm. frosting bag. Oh man. Directly into your mouth. Oh man! Daily. See, oh daily, freaking daily, and then get a big one, a big ass one, and you lay on a weight bench, and, and you and you get a spotter who spots you because that that big ass bag of freaking frosting is heavy as shit, and and you put that you put it on your chest just to see how heavy it is, and then, then your spotter lifts it up. Every matter of fact, now that mm-hmm. I'm talking about a spotter, that is exactly what I am. You are laying on the weight bench of life. Mm. See, Rob, you are yep. laying on a weight bench. Are you yelling, one more, come on, one more, you got I, it. Oh, of course I am. And sometimes I push down on that bitch. Uh, sometimes oh, yes. I push down while you're pushing up. Oh, I know I want you to work harder now. than that. I put, my, I, put my, I put my index finger on the middle of that bar and I push down just a little bit to give your ass a little more resistance because that's what the hell you doing right now. See, I always hated those fuckers at the gym, with the one finger on the bar pushing down. Pushing down because they want you to work harder because mm-hmm. they see you ain't trying hard enough. You got what thirty five pounds on that bitch. The bar itself is what the bar maybe uh, the the bar is twenty by itself. You sitting there lifting fifty five pounds, and huffing and puffing. You know you ain't working hard enough towards your goal. So I take my index finger. Sometimes I sit on that bitch. How about that? Sometimes I sit on it while you push that'd it up. Be, sit, that'd be a bridge too far for me. I'll sit on it and cross my leg over my right over my left leg and relax and relax and do some shit that you can't do. Smoke a cigar, eat some uh, fatty snacks. You know, just to show you where you are as a person and you can't do this no more. So I show you an example of a person abusing his diet and his lungs by eating some snacks, maybe uh, 
some 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 like uh, Cheetos yep. and shit oh, like I, that. Dude, we know? must be we must be separated at birth because you said cigar. Yes, oh, I got one right here. See, mm. little Damn part it. of I'll, Series I'll D. My, and then you own. said snacks. And I was wondering where you're gonna where you were gonna land with that. You landed on Cheetos as you should. Man, you know what I like Pop Tarts. I like a yeah, good Pop Tarts. And okay, but let's 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 okay. Mm. But it's man, it's the it's the strawberry. I'm assuming. Oh, come on, man, come on now. You right? just said it yourself. We we are joined at the hip. Yep. We we are we are tended souls. Mm-hmm. Why why would it be anything other than why would it be anything other than than straight up strawberry? Now now yeah. I, I, I will say this much. I'm not into the hard ass frosted topping though. I like mine plain. Ooh, really old school. I like the, I like the plain ones, man. I, I want to see my mine toasted when I put it in the in the toaster. I wanna, I'm gonna toast it up. Now, do you like the crispy all the way on the edges, or or do you just kind of like it just sort of isn't flimsy in your hand? I want to break that bitch like drywall. You, yeah, you feel it. me? I want to. I want that mm-hmm. shit to break like a piece of fucking drywall, like a frisbee. Like, we'll be able to throw it like a frisbee across the room. Fuck hell yeah, you can throw it like a frisbee. Shit, mm-hmm. I use it. I use sometimes I, I put my 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 uh, pop tart in the toaster and let it get real hard, and I use that shit for a to- for a coaster when I'm entertaining people. They they they'll sit there and say, "What the fuck is a toaster? Uh, a a a coaster?" Made out of uh, a pop tart. You like table. it's edible. It's, it's edible. a twofer. You drink the drink and you, and you take a bite of that drywall, that hard ass damn uh, a pop tart. See, I killed two birds with one stone, which is another another affirmation. Killing two birds with one stone. See? Now let me ask you a question though. What is the difference between an affirmation and a cliche? See, an affirmation motivates you and it uh, it it inspires you. A cliche is some shit you throw out out the side of your mouth. Now you you, you wouldn't say a cliche out the front of your mouth. So you mm-hmm. say that shit out the side of your mouth, mm-hmm. like like almost doing a smirk. Like you smirk your lips. Like you've had a smirk. And, and, and you throw a cliche out there. A cliche does not inspire people. A cliche is fake. It's faux. That shit ain't real. It's just some shit that people say. It's something people say. You know what? You overhear cliches at a dinner party. You'll just overhear a cliche. And you'll turn your head like, and you'll turn, your, turn around and say, and you'll say, who said that bullshit? You know what I mean? Do you, do you know what cliche drives me crazy right now? This is This is drives me Fucking berserk. Which one? R.I.P. Ooh. Drives me crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, you know. I get it in the cowboy days when you came across the prairie and you had a, you know, grandpa fucking kick the bucket on your way to California and you just dumped him and you dug a thing and you didn't have any wood and you made a cross for yeah. him and yeah. you just, R.I.P. God, I get, I get that. But today I, I, we've got social media, all these things and the best you can come up with is R.I.P.? Somebody who mattered to you, you're like, eh, R.I.P. Yeah. No, fuck, yeah. give somebody a proper eulogy. But what the hell's going on? Full ass eulogy. I, I know, I get it. Now people use uh, S.I.P. Also, sleep in peace. They use that too. Well, I haven't you heard know? that one. I saw one. Somebody put over it. They, they put over it. That's what the fuck they put. I said, God oh. damn, over damn. it. What the fuck does that mean? You know, are they over it, or the person who who, who <laughs> lived with them is over it? I, mean, I don't know. It confused me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Who says over it? Who, who the fuck does the person who died say that shit? Or the people who person who the, the person who died was with says I'm over it. That was co- that's cold. That's fucking cold. Over it? Who says over it? Come on, Rob. Who does that? I I, I I'm now aware that that is great because that is that at but least some, gets but, my but, attention. But, but, but sometimes people are over it. You know what I'm saying? They're tired of this mm-hmm. world. It, it's not, not that they you know they just they just see. Uh, they, they're, they're, they're at rest. When you're at rest, you're over it. You're over it. You know what I'm saying? You're at I know. Rest. Well, I listen. I you're know. At peace. You're at peace. When whenever that day comes for me, I, I want to be so. I want to be so over it. You, I want to be over it. You've done it all. 
when, once you do it all, and know the people have too. And this is another thing that's big, is celebration of life. Oh, which I find I like to be that. amazing. I that's love great. celebration. Celebrations of life. I love that. You're celebrating your life and people you touched and, and people you inspired. Now, let me ask you this. Would you ever stage a fake funeral for yourself? Mm, shit, so you man. could be in the, like, oh. the other room. Nah, I wouldn't do Other that. room, like listening to people saying great things about you that they would never say to your face. Nah, I, I, but I would celebrate. I will fucking celebrate. You know what I would do? Here's what the fuck mm. I would do. I would have a skating party. Yeah, I'm gonna have a Ice or roller? Uh, rollers. Come on, Rob. Come on, man. You know, we're checking. If we tend to spirits, you know damn well. I know, I know, but the way Four you said wheels. it, it was so like, wheels smooth. On each foot. I know, I did, I, did, I did ease it on you. I eased that shit on you. you yeah, you I was see like, that I coming. And, and I'm going to put my uh, coffin also on roller skates. See? Yeah. See, mm-hmm. that way, everybody's having a good ass time, you know, get some roller How about skaters. It? Are you going to give me one of those, like, like, yeah. like, um, gnarly Russian 1930s coffin where they had a glass window over your mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. You can do one of those. Fuck yeah, I would do that shit. It's like Stalin's coffin. I, I would go. I would overdo it. I, I want a horse-drawn carriage. All that shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. All of it. And and then I want a, a little a, just just a, a a person walking behind it picking up the poop because you know these these horses shit while they're walking. Yeah. You know, like the same. That, the, it kind of ruins the vibe. It kind. I know, but you got to get that shit up, man. You, you you don't want people to remember the smell and the shit on the floor. No, and, and you don't. They celebrate like, you. They celebrate when they you. When they horse-drawn carriage carry, you know, Lincoln or JFK, this, mm-hmm. those horses were not pooping. You know what? They they clearly, like, give those, like, a diuretic the yeah. day before they're going to do it. that Make shit. Make hold it. Make them hold it. Yeah. It would be really nice if, if, if horses shit uh, birthday cake. Now, that would be. Or Pop-Tarts. Oh, Pop-Tarts. Oh, shit, man. Or bags of peanuts. Now, that shit right there. People love bags of peanut hot, hot, and it, it comes out hot because it's inside the horse's body. <laughs> hot bags of peanuts inside the horse's body. <laughs> it's a, it's a billion degrees inside a horse's body. You people don't know that. You but think it it's is. not? Shit, man! What? Oh, people don't know that kind of stuff. See, I like that we are giving information, but at the same time, we're uh, giving clarity to things. You know, which is what I, I, I fancy, and that's uh, what you do on your show. That. That's what you do that's every day. I, let me tell you something, Rob. I do that. I do that in life. You know, I'm the dude, I'm the dude that if I see you uh, in, a, in a market squeezing cantaloupes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, will, I will let people know that the density of a cantaloupe is like a skull. So I, what I would do is I would squeeze the fuck out of your head. I would grab your head and, and squeeze your head like a fucking, fucking cantaloupe. And then I would squeeze a cantaloupe and say, this is the perfect one right here. See? So you compare. You test and compare. Fuck yeah. You compare. You, you know, my, my grandpa, who was a, a farmer mm-hmm. from many, many generations, his thing with the cantaloupe was you pick it up and you smell the sort of round circle part. Mm-hmm. And if, wow. if there's a fragrance there, it's good to go. If there's no wow. fragrance there, you don't get it. Had nothing to do with feel or skull shit. He didn't, mm. he wasn't doing any skull stuff, but he was, he was sniffing that little thing. There's a That's science to it. There's a science to all this. Honeydews too. Now, honeydews. Let me honey, ask you this. Honeydew, yeah. do you put salt on it? You know what? I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm not a big mm-hmm. honeydew yeah, guy. Yeah, everybody's like, "What? I'm not I never big, thought of that." Yeah, it's I'm a not thing. a big honeydew guy. You know, I'm not a big honeydew guy, but I do like the possibility of them, uh, the the uh, infusion. They, they they're doing infusions now with different fruit. They're merging mm-hmm. together. Have you tried those cherries, the yellow ones with the little hint of red? Oh, yeah, shit. somebody was just talking. Wait, but it's what? It's a fl- it's a particular it's flavor. Called, uh, it's called. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it called cotton candy? Cotton candy. Yeah, it's the cotton candy one. Everybody loves see, these things. See, see. Somehow they have found a way 
to take fucking cotton candy from a carnival and, and, and have the cotton candy have sex with the normal cherry. And, and they fucked around and had a, a, a mixed baby uh, called cotton candy cherries. Mm-hmm. See how life is? See? Can I ask you, is it, is it literally where you get, it tastes like, see, I'm, I'm so stupid. I'm like thinking there's actually going to be cotton candy in this cherry, Mm-mm. but it's it just the, oh, tastes like it. it how do they like, do? How, I don't understand. How, you know, how do they, they do, do it? I'm going to tell you exactly how they do it. They yeah. get a, a sleazy ass hotel room. Mm-hmm. They lay that, uh, they lay uh, cotton on the, on the bed and they lay a, a, a pound or a pound and a half of cherries on the bed, turn the lights off. And they close the fucking door and let them have sex. How do you think it happens? How do you think babies are born? Shit. And then in a, hotel, in a sleazy cherries. motel, clearly. Fuck yeah. You know, you got a certain amount of time in that motherfucker too. You can't be there all goddamn night. Three or four hours, tops. Take a shower, get the fuck out of there. You That's why they're so hard do. to get these cotton candy. Because apparently there's a season for them. You can't just go out and get them. The same, see, and it's a season for babies too. It takes nine months to have a baby. That's seasonal. A baby, Babies are seasonal. Hey, just thank God that, that that fucking ain't seasonal. Thank God. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. Where else can you go surfing and skiing in the same day? Or check out a world-class art museum and camp out under a brilliant night sky same day. Or hike through the redwoods and get a luxury spa treatment. There's only one answer. California. No matter where you go across this state, you will find a way to play. I, look, I love California. Um, and I have not yet surfed and skied in the same day, although I do do both. So that is on my bucket list. It's the most beautiful place in the world. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry and decided they had something better to offer. So instead of charging the same old ridiculous prices, Harry's found a way to make their beautifully designed razors, and they are beautiful, for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. Exceptional products, honest prices. That's Harry's. They have the highest customer satisfaction in shaving history and a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Convenient subscription options that you can cancel at any time. And Harry's also has other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors. Richly lathering, skin-softening body wash and scents like Redwood, Wildland, and Stone. And an extra high-quality, amazing-smelling deodorant for just five bucks. I love their stuff. I'm so impressed by Harry's products. All of it. It's all good. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash rob. That's harrys.com slash rob for a $3 trial set. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy. Thanks to Bark. Every month, we deliver toys and treats just for your pup. They deserve to be spoiled every month. At Bark, we send your dog a whole collection of toys and treats made just for them 
every single month. Whether it's our fun plush toys or our ultra tough toys from Super Chewer, we give your dog exactly what they want. And for a limited time, we will double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash Rob. BarkBox is so convenient and delivers straight to your door and more importantly, right to your dog. I can't wait to try out BarkBox. My dogs need their toys, particularly the chewable toys. Sign up now at BarkBox.com slash Rob for an exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's get back to petting our dogs. By the way, I need to just tell you how much I love you on Curb. You're so funny on it. It's, mm. it's I live for that show. I live for it. I love it. I love everything about it. Um, and oh, how, so just walk me through quickly a scene. I know that it's a lot of it's improv, but it's a skeleton. Like, like Larry will be like, okay, so I mean, this is sort of my imagination. Larry goes, okay, so in this scene, you know, I come in and you give me a, a, this piece of information and it's wrong. So you got to give me the wrong information and that's no. that. And then you just guys tee no. off. Is that how it goes? It does. But see, how I do it is this. You know, of course we get an outline, eight, nine page outline of the actual show. But see, unless he needs something very specific, like he wants to, you know, knit together a uh, or join together an episode or he wants to have a certain word used. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll use that, you know, in context, but I, yep. I'll create my own storyline, which is what you want to do when you're improvising. Yep. You know, and the rest of that shit, you just kind of create your own storyline. So here's, here's my rule of thumb. My rule of thumb is this. Uh, one thing that I try to do is I try to give him something new he didn't know about the Leon character. Because mm. I'm trying to create branches, Rob. I'm trying yep. to create these fucking branches. You know, because my character doesn't have origin. I'm trying to create branches that I can go back to, callbacks. I need callbacks. See, I'm a big callback guy. Mm-hmm. I'll throw some, you know what? Pop-tart. There's one. There you, see? See? And, and I also throw shit in your face. I like, I, I like to throw things in your face because I feel like, you know, if I say something and, and lo and behold, you go the opposite and I got to bring it up again, mm. I'm, I'm going to have to define it even more for you because evidently you didn't get the shit I fucking said earlier <laughs> two shows ago. So I like to call back stuff. But also, here's, here's the one thing I think that determines comedy. I'll sit there and I'll say, hmm, in this scene, Larry has given me something. Now, I got to decide whether I want to be on Larry's side or I want to go against him. Mm-hmm. Either, you know, it doesn't matter to me, but I got to listen to what's happening in the scene and then I can decide whether what Larry has, has brought forth to me is some bullshit and I need to address it. Do I need to address it on his side? Or it's usually bullshit. It? I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. It's pretty clear with Larry David on that show. Nine times out of ten, bullshit, right? Some bullshit coming. But I got to decide whether I want to have his back or I want to go against him on this one. Because mm-hmm. I, I, like, I like to get the mileage. I, I want the mileage out of this situation, and which is fun to go against him because I like a good argument with Larry. A nice ass argument. Do you know I- when, when you're doing your thing in a scene? I mean, look, Larry's acting and playing, doing yeah, yeah. all that, but he's also the auteur of the show. Do you, can you like tell when he's like, fuck yeah, that was great. Or mm, I'm not yeah. like this direction. When, when you're actually playing the scenes, do you get a sense of whether he's happy or not? Yep. He, he, he has a smirk 
on on his face. Mm-hmm. That's that's undeniable. He just has this unique smirk. Let me, let me know what you know, man to man. You know, you know, Larry has a very um, uh, bright smile, and when he's pleased. And he smiles and his head starts to nod a little bit and he's trying to over explain himself and trying to get out of some shit. And, you know, you got him on his heels. It's the most genuine shit ever. Larry has a genuine smile. It's it's golden. And when you see it, you're like, man, I got his ass. And then. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. That's his tell. That's his tell. And you got to realize I'm from the stand up world. So for me, it's like I'm it's like. It's like you got an audience in the palm of your hands. You know it. You're on fucking stage. You're fucking murdering these people. You can't say shit wrong. You got them on their fucking heels. They're laughing at your premises. You haven't even told them a joke yet because they got you. It's, it's kind of like our connection right now. You know what I mean? I yeah. Got, you get an audience on their heels. Oh, man. They, 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 it's undeniable. You know the first five minutes of that show, I'm about to murder these motherfuckers. I'm going to make them release their bowels, their fucking bladder, all that shit. I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to have them pissing out their ass. And all that cake and pop darts up in I'm, there, it's coming out. Hey, I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to reverse their organs. I'm going to reverse their fucking organs, Rob. You hear me? Yeah, I do. Woo! I'm going to have you pissing out your asshole. I'm telling you, when you get a crowd like that, and you get them on their heels like that, you, you feel it in your guts. In your body, you get a tingle up your back. You say, shit, if they're laughing at this, wait till I really get going. Oh, you it's like the pace car. But you have different acts. No no st- one stand-up for you is the same. I, so you, it's not like you don't really – I've seen – there are great stand-ups. I've seen a bunch of them where it's the same thing yeah. every time, and you don't work that way. I don't work that way, man, because I feel I perform for the audience that's in front of me. I, I don't I hate being robotic. Being robotic is the worst. See, it's robotic is horrible uh, on stage and horrible in the fucking bed. Oh, shit. Mm. Nothing worse than a fucking robot in bed. Well, wait a minute. Sex robots are a big Woo! thing right now, bro. It's, no, no. A, it's like a big business. I think you got that's, it all wrong. No, no. I'm talking about being you being a fucking robot. Well, that wouldn't be good. You. You're the robot. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's. Twofold, if you a fucking robot in bed and you fucking a robot too in bed, see, that's counterproductive. Yeah, two robots in bed two robots, is, is, two robots is one in bed? robot too many in bed. That's one robot too fucking many. See, it might get interesting if you, if you throw a regular person in there and have a three, three-way, one normal person and two, two fucking robots. See? Meep more, person. meep more Barb, right. you're spending too much time with her. Meep more, See? I'm jealous now. Meep See? more, I regret this decision. Then, more, boy, then, the ecstasy right. is wearing off. More, meep more. Then the fucking robot short circuit and shit, and, and, you know, start sparking and shit, you know. You gotta be careful with fucking robots anyway. But, but, see, I hate being robotic on stage. I love to perform for the moment because... That means this audience in front of you is going to get something that the next audience is not going to get. Okay, wait, okay, wait. So I want to do a deep dive on this. So if you, then how do you know? You have to have some idea of what you you have. Obviously, a framework. You say branches, and then you get out and you kind of tiptoe out on one branch and you crush it. And you're like, oh, good. Okay, now I know where I'm going. Right? Yeah. You 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 have your bullets in your holster. Yeah. But you don't rely on the fucking bullets. Right. You know, you fuck around, and show up to a knife fight. Right. You don't. You can fight with a knife for a little while, shit. You know, until you start losing with that fucking knife. Then you pull your fucking gun out. And you use the bullets right. in your holster. 
That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I got the I got the bullets in the holster, but you don't gotta use them right away. Cause you know what? When you walk on stage as a comedian, if they love you and, and you can improvise and have fun and you talk about the moment, you talk about shit that you see, talk about their city, you talk about the fucking club, the theater, the stage, the, the, the green room fucked up, the hotel, or whatever. You talk about that for five, six minutes. Sometimes I just go on stage and, and say real stuff. One, one time I was in a, a club one night, and I'm tell you something. I, I, sometimes you're you're rushing to get dressed, and sometimes people in hotels play tricks and shit, dirty ass tricks on you. So one time I'm in this hotel, Rob. It's just terrible. So I, I, I'm getting dressed, and somebody who worked at the hotel switched the fucking labels on the lotion and the fucking shower gel. Uh-oh. Right. So I'm getting fucking dressed, and you know, I get ashy. Rob, I get fucking ashy. I could write a fucking novel on my fucking leg in ash. I'm, I'm fucking, I could scratch numbers on my arm. You see? Uh, and I'm getting dressed for the show, and I started rushing and shit. Then I grabbed the fucking so-called lotion that was fucking shower gel, and I rubbed the shit on my fucking body, thinking I'm, I'm good, and I'm, I'm moisturized. I run out of the club. I run out of the hotel to the club. Let's get on stage and start fucking sweating, and Bubbles all over the fucking place, man. Bubbles on my fucking face and shit. Oh, no. Who the fuck did this stupid shit? Fucking, but that was a fucking crowd was fucking hollering. They thought it was the funniest shit ever, Rob. Some shit you can't plan, Rob. Yes. Bubbles, Happy accidents, they call them. Bubbles being produced by the sweat on your fucking forehead is the funny. And when you rub it, it's making more lather. Rob, the funniest shit you ever seen in yeah, your you life. You crushed. And by the way, that's oh, a, jo- that's crowd a joke. going crazy. They fucking going crazy. Ah! Funny, funny shit, funny shit. Can't repeat that shit. Now, I can't just fucking put lotion, keep putting fucking, it happened once. I can't do it again, Rob. That's it. That crowd got it. I can't just every day keep putting fucking sour gel on my body just, just for the laugh. And that joke can't be stolen either. You can't do it. Can't fucking. I did a show one night, Rob, and I'm, I, I was wearing these cowboy boots. And be, before I was in a, a different price bracket, I was buying cheap ass cowboy boots. And I was on stage. And I was stomping around and shit, having a good time, jumping up, jumping around. And the fucking heel broke off of the cowboy boot while I was on stage, Rob. The mm-hmm. whole fucking heel came off. The heel. And that's you gold when that happens. You're like, oh, yeah. I said, I said, fuck, my heel came off. Picked the heel up and showed the audience they fucking lost it. Now, this is like the first 15 minutes of my show. I got another whole, a whole other hour to go. Did you hobble pro- around or did you take the other boot off? I, I proceeded, Rob, to use my skills and every joke was built around the fucking heel and the fucking boot. Oh, couldn't go wrong. Couldn't go wrong. And you can't repeat that shit. I don't have enough money to keep breaking fucking cowboy boots every goddamn show. No, can't do that. Can't afford, can't afford, you can't afford that, Rob. You can't fucking afford that. But genuine moment and you can't, you can't do it again. And I'm happy with that. I'm happy with not repeating that shit because I'm not a fucking robot. I'm, I'm performing for the moment. I enjoy people. I enjoy a spontaneous laughter, which you can't repeat again. And nothing better than you see somebody years later and they say, hey, man, I was at that show when you fucking made bubbles on stage and shit. I was, I was at that show and you lathered up on stage and shit with your sweat. You see, you can't repeat that shit. That's theirs. That's for you, people. You, you, that's for you. Put that in your pocket. Take that shit home with you. So, so you're, so you work so intuitively and, and spontaneously. How you also, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm a little obsessed with your show you were on for a while called The Millers because oh, 
Um, it's got two people who I think are fucking fantastic in it. Uh, Will Arnett, who I oh, adore. Oh, the best. Oh. And Margot Martindale, who I've never met. And what I love about oh. the, about the Millers and what I love about Margot Martindale is what I love about acting. Yes. So she's on the Millers, right? It's a, it's a right down the middle CBS sitcom. We all know what that is. We know yes, when indeed. we see it, we know when we feel it, we know what it is. Yes, indeed. And she, her, her, it get canceled. Her next job is the Americans. Yes. And she oh. plays this Russian turncoat battle axe and wins every award in sight for it and deserves it. Yes, indeed. And it just goes to show you, it's like people want to categorize people all the time. And it's like, th- there's no bigger category than a sit- CBS sitcom actor. Like, we all kind of know what that is. And it's yes. bullshit. Marco Martindale is yes. a, I mean, it's, it's, she goes from that to you know, the greatest drama in the world and crushes on both. And I I just, I love that. I always point that out to people. Yeah. It goes to that, that whole now analogy, you know, of, you know, uh, what comedy is drama, right? You know, and, and you can turn a switch because, you know, if you really think about it, you know, you can do a funny line dramatically and, Depending on what, you know, how you say it, half the shit we said so far, Rob, can be said dramatically. Take, take the whole piss not the asshole thing, right? If you said that shit in a movie with gangsters, and then the gangster said, I'll make you piss out your asshole, you would say, holy shit, mm-hmm. he's about to fuck this dude up. See? Yeah. But we say it in jest. We, we laugh. We think that shit is funny. Mm-hmm. See? People think, see... It's just a matter of what, where you put it at. There is no rhyme or there is no uh, order of, of, of how an actor prepares for his character. The director determines how the, 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 the delivery of it is, Rob. That, that is the thing that uh, allows an actor to have depth, has the scene, has depth. There is, you, it's all about the delivery. Yeah. Now, if you look at if, you know, my, my character on Curb, I don't fucking smile. I don't laugh at Larry. I give it to him straight to the fucking throat. Yeah, it's a it's a scene that's funny because it's a comedy. But I could take all that shit he says, you know. I could do that whole that whole get in that ass, Larry scene, the legendary get in that ass scene. Mm-hmm. And if I did that in a movie, a drama, whew, woo. Yeah, you oh. could do that in like a Training Day Fuck type yeah. movie. I could have been in Training Day. You could have been. You Shot been. me in the ass. Oh, I love that movie. Do you have a Denzel? Ooh. Do you do a Denzel? I, I don't do a Denzel. Yeah, I'm a big fan, though. You know, Denzel's from my hometown, also Mount Vernon, New York. That's, oh, so that whole boy, he must, you must know him for the Boys and Girls Club stuff, right? Because he's yeah, big man. in that too, yeah, right? I'm, I'm a Boys and Girls Club alum, you know, and um, worked with Denzel plenty of times on, on programs and, and galas and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Denzel's amazing, man. He does so much for the Boys and Girls Club, and we appreciate it so much, man, and uh you know, we, we just pass the baton around, you know, pass it around and we get things done, man. It's very important to give back to your uh, your neighborhood and your, and your boy, your local Boys and Girls Club. So very it's, it's uh, North Carolina, right? No, that's Mount Vernon, New York. Mount Vernon, New York. So I, was I, born, I, I was born in North Carolina. Oh, that's right, right. Yeah, right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm still a country boy at heart, you know, still love pickup trucks and stuff like that. Cowboy boots. Now, you, you got to walk me through getting your lung crushed by ray allen shit man so great by the way that's the greatest what i would be so proud of that 
Oh man, it's, so you know, you're playing so, basketball with who all's on the team? Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a celebrity game, Rob. You know, I've played before in a celebrity game. My second time playing in a celebrity game, and you know, um, I haven't played in I, ha- I hadn't played in a celebrity game in years. The first time I did it was in Orlando, and this time, you know, I did it in Charlotte, in, um, yeah, Charlotte North Carolina. But um, yeah, man, it was a great game, man. We were, no, we were we were winning. We were we were doing. Great. Who's your team? I need to know who the celebrities are. Oh man, oh man, you got, got me thinking now. I don't fucking remember everybody. I uh, know. Well, shit. Um, I only I. My last celebrity game was me and Keanu Reeves with the with the guys. I think. Oh my god! But he might have played against me. I think. I think John Wick dropped like twenty on me. I got. I got. I got to look up. You I can Google it. It's, it's out there. There's a. There's a very fun yeah. picture. I've got Kurt Rambis oh. glasses on. Oh my gosh, Rob, that's hilarious. Kurt, oh, you pulled the Kurt Rambis out. I have. I have the actual glasses he wore. Wee! Let me see here. So before man. I had LASIK. Oh man, you know I bet it. I bet it was. But did you embody the character? Were, were you yeah, of Kurt Rambis, a guy who couldn't shoot. Yeah, it was perfect for it. Oh, running up court, your hair. White guy can't bouncing. shoot. I mean, like, oh. what could be better? Oh, man. But mean, a little mean, you know? Like, like, yeah, yeah. Like not afraid to body people up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that, see, that's my game. See, I went into this game. You know what? I always fancy myself a, a true New Yorker. And, you know, I love, I always love playing defense. Yes. I love getting Lost under art. someone's. I love getting under someone's skin. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know I don't play dirty, but if 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 some if some if a moment arises and your body's in a certain position and my knee mistakenly purposely hits your nuts, mm-hmm. is let's just say you just you fucked up. Your body hit my knee. I, I that's I put it on your body hitting my your nuts hitting my knee, not my knee uh, hitting your nuts. You know that's what I mean? Right. Yeah, but that's I, old I, school. But, you would never think I did it on purpose, see? Because I got long-ass legs, long-ass pointy knees and elbows and shit like that. You got but, those Bill Cartwright pointy oh, elbows? Oh, man. I love, I love playing with the big man, too. Oh, I like, I, like to, I like to play defense down low. I'm not the biggest guy, not the tallest guy, and not the, the heaviest guy, but I got technique. I know how to get around a big man. I know, I know when a big man gets the ball, the, the only way a big man can get you is he has to get that ball here. If that ball don't fucking go up, I got your ass. Once that ball hits your hands, I'll knock that ball out your fucking hands. You don't know, big man. You're not going to put that ball up. No. Zero. I think you, I hope you say that to him. I do. I say that during the game. That's another thing. While you're playing, oh, I'm in your head. I'm dancing around in your head like a fucking leprechaun. You hear me? I'm I'm just dancing around in your brain. You can't think. You can't think. I'm not going to allow you to, I'm going to embarrass you. I know your, your parents are in the Give audience. Give me your leprechaun. Your wife yeah, is you in the audience. You can't just throw that out there like you say, I'm a leprechaun, and like not no, give no. me some of the leprechaun. Dancing, dancing like one. Not, oh. my, bur- my verbal is straight all over you. I'm, I'm talking about you. Your, your wife in the audience is watching you right now. Show up, show up, playboy. You know, don't get embarrassed Boy. by me. You're, you're 40 pounds heavier than me. Don't get embarrassed up in here. You know, did I get I get all in the head, man? Are you saying this to Ray Allen? No wonder you crushed your lung. No, no, I, I was talking. I, I, now, Rob, I was talking major shit to to Ray Allen. This is a Hall of Famer. Uh, a, yeah, this I was a Hall at the of game Famer. where he dropped sixty on you the Lakers. Got to talk that shit, man. I, see, I'm always I'm competitive. I'm competitive to a point where I got to get I got to I got to show you that in another life, you know, if I do projections, if I had done projections. And I do, I do projections all the time. I compare myself to legendary people. 
whether it's comedy, whether it's uh, whether it's uh, uh, fatherhood, whether it's husband, whatever it is, you compare yourself to what you are doing and what you are capable of doing versus other people's career. And I told, I'd use projections, you know, you know, Rob, I'm 55, right? I'll be 56 this December. So I compare projections, you know, uh, uh, oh, I compare myself to the great uh, Jerry Rice or mm. the great, uh, you know, Ray Allen. You know, mm-hmm. I compare myself because I go by projections, meaning we are kind of in the same range as far as age, mm-hmm. which means that if I do projections, when I graduated out of college and when I graduated out of high school, had I not fucked around in the gym, in, in, in the weight gym, I would have been projected as a major uh, contributor to the NBA or, or the NFL had I dedicated my real time to it. I really thought I was going to be a wide receiver and, and play football. I really thought. And when I did my projections, I would have graduated a year behind or a year ahead of the great Al Toon, who I was one of my favorite receivers on the New York Jets. Oh, yeah. So I would have my projections and also with Jerry Rice, who's also around the same time. See? Stud. See? And I projected myself being a great wide receiver and possibly being anchored on the other side of that field, lined up with one of those great wide receivers. But let me ask you something. Would you rather have have not ended up in the NFL or ended up in the hell of the NFL, which would be wide receiver for the Jets? I would have I would have given look, let me tell you something. I would have given everything, anything, to be on the other side of that field with the great Altoon. Because oh, see, yeah, I know true. I know I'm gonna do what I do. Even now, even right now, as a 55-year-old man, I still feel like I got this shit. If they ever put out a, a 55-year-old league, Rob, I'm there. I run perfect routes. I'm still fast. I still got it. I'm fucking elusive. So do those elusive. guys. This Jerry Rice still I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure they still have it. I was I'm at sure, the Super Bowl sure the other day. That, that San Francisco Super Bowl where he came out yeah. in his suit and ran down the field? Yeah, man, he still got it. And that's why I feel I still got it. I feel as though, you know, um, not, not that I missed the opportunity be, to become a great wide receiver. I just feel like something else took its place. And being competitive crosses all levels of your life. You know what I mean? But you also inspire in your competitiveness. And that's why, you know, even while I was playing in the celebrity game and Ray Allen was lighting our asses up, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we had Jay Will on our squad. Jay Will was killing them, killing them, balling. And they were going back and forth. These two great, great uh, legendary basketball players were going at it. But we were ahead by 12 points, Rob Lowe. 12 points. We had this game locked up. Maybe a minute, something left. Maybe two minutes left in the game. We got this game wrapped up. And then Ray Allen proceeded to light our ass up. Yeah. He proceeded to light our ass up. Bam! Wop! Three! Wop! Three! Wop! <laughs> you know? Next thing, that 12-point lead, Rob, is down to, to maybe five points. I said, shit, you guys fucking around out there. I'm on the bench. You know, I'm like, I'm not, now Rob, I'm tell you, I'm not a big time scorer, but I did have, I told everyone before the game started, I said, I'm going to have a certain amount of rebounds, but I'm guaranteeing at least five blocks because that's my game plan. I love the block. I love blocks. That's my thing. I well, love, also known as fouling. No, no. I like the block. <laughs> I like to catch that ball in the air and mush that shit in your face 
or throw that shit in the stand somewhere. When you do it, do you do the Dikembe Mutombo? No, 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 with the finger oh, lag. Sometimes I sometimes sometimes I pay homage to my man. I just yeah. saw him on a flight last week. I just saw him trying to put his bag in the overhead, and I guess what I did? I knocked that shit on the floor. I said, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. You get that shit right back to you. Right, right back to your ass, big man. See? And we'll be right back after this. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real. But Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O C-O. Larry's, you know what that thing about Larry always bu- it blows my mind was? He's a tall. He's tall. Lanky. Lanky. Lanky man. That, that, that's what my wife told me when I, when, when I said I would love to be on Kirby Enthusiasm one day. She said, you're going to be on that show one day. You know, my wife, Shaw, she said, you're going to be on that show one day because you're lanky. Larry's lanky. And, you know, you guys will look great together walking down the street talking shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knew that the universe would say, you know what? This has got to happen. This has got to happen. And next to you, lo and behold, we are together talking shit to each other. You know? Do you golf with them? You know what? I have golfed. We had a um, rap kind of a few years ago. We had like a little golf thing up in um, Dana Point. And, I, and you know what? Our, our, our team, we beat Larry's team. We won the whole thing. Wow. And Larry was salty as fuck. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, Larry loves his golf. Oh, he loves his golf. Salty. Salty. Oh, man. I got on stage talking shit about it, uh, apologizing. You know, have you ever apologized, but it's like you're apologizing to them, but you're also digging in their ass at the same time? Oh, man. No, giving them props. You guys Mm -hmm. showed up today. You guys, you know, you guys had a lot of great shots, you know. Uh, happy you guys even showed up today because I know it was bleak, you know, <laughs> halfway through this course, it was bleak. And you guys, and this must be, it must have been terrible knowing that you're going to lose 
And there was nothing you can fucking do about it because there's not enough holes on that goddamn golf course to catch up. But you know what, man? You guys showed up. It was a beautiful, a beautiful day today. Oh, man. He doesn't like that. He's serious about his golf. Big oh, time. Oh, he's dead ass. He's dead serious about that shit. And he, you know what? He, he practices his swings in between, in between scenes. I do too. That's my new thing. And it's made you know, a huge difference, by the way. So, you know, some guys who want to be uh, musicians, they air guitar. Air guitar, air drumming. Uh, Larry air swings the golf club. Yep. He just air swings. Carson, remember Carson used to do it. Remember when we'll be yeah. right back and he would do and that. Just, but I never knew if that was a golf, because Carson didn't play golf. He played tennis like a madman. And yet that oh. tossed commercial he always did, yeah. I think as a golf swing. I believe it was. And I believe, you know, because, you know, golf is, is it's one of those sports, man, that's kind of universal. But it's also, golf is also, think about this, it is a, uh, uh, it is the, the technique of playing golf is something you can live by also. 100%. Because, because life, what is, what is life? Life is being able to do something repeatedly and, and not even have to look at it again. If you can master your golf swing, your life, I say life swing, mm-hmm. meaning you can do shit without even looking at it. At some point, when you play golf, you want to get to the point where you put that ball down there, and that's a, you put that ball on that tee, you line it up, and that's the last time you've seen that fucking ball. Yeah, you forget about it. You, you don't think, think, you think about think it no more. You think you're dead in the golf swing. You just, you, you're so used to hitting that shit straight, and when that ball goes straight, and you don't got to even look at it, and you know, you know where the ball went at. You swing, and you immediately, immediately turn around and put that fucking club back in that damn bag, throw that bag on your shoulder, and you start walking, and that fucking ball ain't even hit the green yet. That's life. That's where you want to get to in your life. See? My favorite thing in golf is when you hit, you, you hit a, like a, a long shot under the green, and they hand you the putter, and you're still like 180 yards from the green. You're walking up with the putter. The long walk with the little stick is Woo! one of the best feelings in the world. Best feeling in the world, man. And that's how life the fuck should be. It should be like a golf swing. You should know where that shit landed every fucking time. And effortless. Swing it effortless, man. That's what you want to get to. You want to get comfortable. That's, that's where the fuck you want to be at in everything you do. Job, relationships, all that shit. You want to master your golf swing. Put that bitch and make that ball land where the fuck you want to land to that. On your Pop-Tart coaster. Fuck yeah. I'll put that ball on the (laughs) Pop-Tart. Put it on the pop Throw it like a Frisbee. Um, uh, Let me ask you something. Um, And I mean this in all seriousness. Will the New York Knicks ever be good? Man, look. Let me tell you something right now, man. You want to watch out. Right now, this team is balling, baby. This team is balling. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. We got roles. What, what, what you got to think about is this. Mm-hmm. Uh, pieces. Oh, yeah. Motivating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you know, sometimes when you're the man before you be, become the man, this shit is crazy. Because you don't realize what, you, what you're bringing to a team. And that same thing goes with TV. That same thing goes with movies. You show up, you're supposed to inspire. You're supposed to group. You're supposed to unite. You're supposed to motivate this team. You're supposed to do all the things that he is doing right now. This team has stepped up. And here's the thing. Sometimes it's good for people to underestimate you. Sometimes it's good when you show the fuck up in the playoffs. 
and they overlook your ass. That's true. And they think it's the old Knicks. They think you ain't shit. Now you show up, and guess what? Surprise their ass. You got them on their goddamn heels because they thought somebody else was going to show That's up. That's true. They thought somebody else was going to show up. I can't argue with that. I just can't argue with it. I just, if I had a nickel for every year, this is the next year. I know, but this is, I'm telling you, this is going to be, this is, I, no, no, you don't understand. This right. is the, I mean, come on. No, I'm not saying, no, look, I'm not saying that we're going to go all the way. What I'm saying is this. You show up, playoffs mean this. When you're playing those single games through the season, that's a one-off. Eh, you win or lose, eh, keep it moving. Yep. When you play a series, guess what you get? Another shot at that shit. Yeah, I know. It's a Another totally shot to figure game. out what the fuck you did wrong. Another shot to figure out what the fuck you did right. See? It all works somehow. Oh, man. You could change things up. You know what? I'm going to change this lineup. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give him this up front. I'm going to put my man on the bench right here. I'm going to put insert a little speed. I'm going to put the big man in. You got situation. Now you're playing situational. That's what, that, see, that's all it is, man. And you're, you're also, I'm assuming, a, a, a Yankees fan. Damn right I'm a Yankee. Good. Look, yeah, I'm a too. Yankee. I'm a suffering Jet. I'm a Yankee. And I'm a fucking Nick, baby. Woo! And you know what? And that, my, my Brooklyn place is, man, what? I could walk to the Barkley, but I've never been to the Barkley yet. You know why? Why? Because I'm a fucking Nick fan. I love it. Oh, man. I love it. I, you know what? I walk by that motherfucker. Yeah, walk by it. I walk Don't go by in it. it. I walk by that bitch four or five times. Do you ever pee on it? it? Do you ever like, oh. man, I'm No, 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 no. I ain't no, no, no disrespect. Now, some of my good friends have played for, play for, uh, uh, for Brooklyn, you know, and I, and I, you know, I live in the neighborhood, so I'm not disrespecting the Nets. I'm just telling you that I'm a Knicks fan, and this is a Knicks city. It's a Knicks it city, is. man. I can't, I can't stop that. Knicks games are fun. I'd say the Knicks game, going to the Garden... It's pretty spectacular. It really yeah. is. And going in that weird room with the Leroy Neiman paintings that are hanging on everywhere <laughs> out there, right? Right? Yeah, man. Come on, man. So Historic. Good. Historic, baby. Historic. Come on. You can't. It's win or lose. It is a Nick town. When the Knicks win, when the Knicks lose, it's still going to be on the back page of the paper. Oh. That's right. That's like, it's like. It's, uh, it's just what it is. It is what it is. What it is. We, um, we, we on, on the show that I'm on, 911 Lone Star, the very, very, very first scene we ever did um, takes place in New York. I'm a, I play a New York firefighter and, and who moves to Texas, but I'm in New York for the very first scene. And I'm rescuing a, a window washer who is dangling by his oh, feet man. 70 stories over Times Square. And wow. it, we're really shooting it. This guy literally is, stuntman, 70 stories over Times Square. It's made my stomach queasy looking Ooh. at him and he goes help me help me I go, oh, we got you don't worry about it let me ask you something are you a yankees or mets fan he goes i'm a mets fan i go we'll be with you in a minute uh, but like <laughs> like the mets fans are totally second class citizens in new york you know what man overall overall i am a new york fan overall but my preference is going to be yankees baby is this something i want yankees dodgers team? this in the worst way i want that Oh man. Match oh up. man. Badly. Oh yeah. Who who doesn't want that? Oh man, I did a Zoom. I was on a Zoom with um a buddy of mine had all these legends on this Zoom, man. He said, peek in, man, I'm gonna have a bunch of legends. Man, you're gonna love it. I'm gonna have Reggie. I got a I got a bunch of people, you know, I got a what who do you have with that? Mike Tyson. I got all these guys, man. It's gonna be amazing. Tune in, man. I tune in. When I tell you, 
everybody was on this freaking Zoom. I was sitting here like, what? All my heroes, every sports hero you can imagine is there. Emmitt Smith and freaking all these. What? Great- Why? What was it for? It's just, you know, it's just getting people together, man. Jeez. And they're telling their stories. They're telling no. stories. And I'm sitting there like, what? This is incredible. Reggie Jackson, Reggie was there. I said, Reggie, I don't think you understand, man. I'm a New Yorker. I, I know you understand because you are the you are the man. Man. And let me tell you something, man. Oh, those days of watching you play, man, was absolutely His His d- self-description oh. is the greatest self-description. He's the straw that stirs the drink. Yeah, man. Remember that? Yes, man. What a great phrase. I'm mm-hmm. the straw that stirs the drink. Woo. Man, he was, man. I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, everybody had a story, man. Everybody. And I told um, Mike Tyson was on. I told Mike Tyson, man, I remember this club in New York called the Red Parrot. I don't know if you've ever been to the Red Parrot, but it was one of the hottest clubs in New York City. And Mike Tyson was the new the new champ, hmm. 19 years old. Oh, He was man. 19 when he was first champion? I think he was 19 years old. Wow, I forgot. Yeah, you're right, man, but it just seems so this nuts. dude walks in the club, man. It was Mike Tyson, Arsenio Hall, mm, and Eddie Murphy. They, these three guys walk in the club together. Yep. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. I was their token white friend, oh. those guys. <laughs> hey. They were the best. Ain't no wrong with that, though. No, it was good. I loved it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, bros see you that time? Fuck. See you walking in? Ladies, ladies heads turn, man. Come on. Yep. Spilling drinks on themselves. Those were my, those were my guys. That was such oh, an era. I mean, that was a squad. That was People always talk about the Brat Pack, but they don't really realize that that pack was also oh, going man. on on the sort of the down low. On the down, yeah. Oh, man. Come on, man. And, and it was different back then, man. It was different. You know, not that, not that you know, it's not great shine right now and things are happening right now, but man, it was a different appreciation for for all all that it is, you know, back mm. then. You know, because you gotta realize it wasn't any social media, it wasn't any any of this stuff, man. You had to literally be in the moment and enjoy that moment and tell the story. And tell the story, not show the story on video that you got on your phone. Well, that's the problem. People miss the story because the they're recording it. You 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 Oof, miss yeah. Here's the thing. What I what I realize is when if I, I and I had to remind myself when I t- took my family on a safari and you want to take pictures of everything. You saw yeah, the yeah, amazing yeah. animals and the stuff. And and what I realized though, if I take a picture of it, I'll have the picture of it, but I won't have the memory of it. No. And because I, no. I don't think you can. I well, I know for me, if if I record it or take a picture of it, I don't remember it. So you wow. have to choose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, you got to choose, man. And I, 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 ooh, I just, I just, you know, someone asked me would, would I ever change trade, you know, uh, a timeline. You know, a timeline means, that means would I trade my timeline that I was brought up, you know, in the business for the timeline that someone has now. And I, oh. I always say, I will always say no. Fuck I wouldn't no, trade that's not even close, dude. My era for anything. For anything. Oh, the things we've seen. I'll do you one better. Yeah. If you if you had to pick an era to come back and have to be young, Oof. and have fun in, <laughs> pick pick a decade, any decade that has ever oh, existed man. in human history. You know, I want to go. to? And I'll tell you, it's it has to be the '80s. It has to be. My, mine is not. Mine really? Is not. See, I'm a man of style. I love to dress. I love to wear suits. I love to. I love old cars. 
I would have loved to have grown up in the heyday of Harlem. Oh, oh yeah. man, nightclubs everywhere. Okay, so what's that, what would you say? Is that the 30s? That's the probably the 40s. I'll say the 40s. The 40s. 50s would be great because I say the 40s mm-hmm. because, you know, they had, man, it's just the suits. Did the, you see the movie Cotton Club? Yeah, hell yeah, yes. Yes, man. And, it's and great, that's right? why I say, oh, that's why I say that is, to me, one of the most amazing eras to have grown up in. You go to those clubs, man. They got the little, they got the doorman, got the speakeasies. You got all this great stuff going on. Got the cars. You got the ladies. Oh, man. Everybody loves to look good. They come out looking sharp, going out to the nightclubs, man, smoking, smoking cigarettes inside. And, oh, man. Oh, this class all the way around, man. And, and that's my era, man. That's why I love watching, even like watching the movie, The Great Gatsby. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Shit, man. Let me tell you something. I, I, I just love style. And I so how love- do you feel about where, like if you look at, um, it's funny, I was watching uh, one of my old favorite movies, um, Hollywood Shuffle, Robert Townsend movie. Uh-huh. You must know that movie, yeah. right? How funny. I was just on the phone with Robert. That's so funny, man. Just on the phone with Robert, man. He is no going way. to be he's going to be working on a project with me. And just it's so funny. I, I just know how the world works, man. And see, this is what I talk about all the time, Rob. You 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 talk people up. You talk them up. Mm-hmm. See? And and sometimes your flowers come from different angles. Mm-hmm. Your flowers while you're here come from different angles. You don't know where they're coming from. And I'm, I'm telling you, literally, before I got on your interview, I just hung up with Robert. That is insane. Well, I, I'm no, a huge, I that's, love that's, him. That's, that's the appreciation that your energy brings to people, man. Your energy transcends time and space, man. And you just got to let it go. Let your energy marinate and let it just spread, I'll man. tell you one more thing that's weird. So yesterday I'm on the set. And I was talking about movies that I love and that it popped into my head, Hollywood Damn. Shuffle, right? Yeah. And I couldn't even really almost remember the name of it. It's been so long. Walked to my trailer <laughs> and it was on. It was what? on TV in my trailer. Yo. And now I tell you the story and you just got off the phone with them. What is there? Something's up. No, it's, it's, it is what it is. It is what it's supposed to be, man. Which, which is why we just talked about this. See, that's our natural memory and our natural reaction to someone who brightens our fucking smile. Can't get that shit always in this fast-paced world we're living right now. No one appreciates shit. See, we, we have a genuine connection to a fucking movie that we loved, and we talked about someone we loved, and we talked about their work. And lo and behold, we both had a moment where we can connect on that same person in the same timeline. It's amazing. Amazing. Like, as a man of style like you, how do you feel about where style has gone and and the sort of streetwear thing? Like, everybody's... Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not into it, man. I'm telling you something. Look, I could wear a suit every fucking day. I'm telling you. I, I, I could wear a suit every day. I really could wear one every single day and be happy. Because I, I just know what it does. I even recommend, when I talk to high school students, I recommend to young men, I say all the time, wear a suit at least twice a week to school. Wow. All the fucking fixings, the pocket square, the fucking tie, impeccable tie. Woo! Get it made for you. Get that shit made for you where your body, if it's your body, that top button, you hit that top button, and it's like, bow. It's like fucking, whoop, whoop, 
put that little top button, like turning a nipple on a titty. You know what I'm saying? Just put that top button right there and let it go, baby. And, and, watch how, and watch how your professors, your teachers talk to you. Watch how the ladies talk to you when you wear that suit every uh, two days a week going to, going to high school. You're preparing yourself for your next, your next, for your journey, for your next chapter in your life. Woo! Man, you lay down and when people talk about you years from now, they'll say, man, I remember, I remember you used to wear a suit to school twice a week. They remember shit like that. Then yeah. everybody else starts doing it because everybody wants that attention. They're going to notice the attention and respect you get. Now everybody want to fucking do it. I want, people, I want people to start wearing suits on airplanes. Man, you know what? When I travel, I look fucking good when I travel. I don't fuck around. Yeah. When I travel, I look good. I don't play, man. I like to look nice. When I Wait, you mean airport. you don't wear cargo shorts and flip-flops? Fuck no, man. I would never wear flip-flops on a fucking plane. A plane is filthy. Filthy. Well, we know that now. That's the one I, good I, thing about the pandemic is we finally got the memo. Planes are no, cesspools. No, no, no. Let me tell you something right now. I, uh, the last few times I've, I've flown... And I see someone get the fuck up and walk their ass to the bathroom barefoot, Duh. walk Ooh. into the bathroom barefoot, walk out the bathroom barefoot. I seen this shit twice. No. I said, what the fuck is going on? Why would anyone walk around a plane barefoot and walk into the bathroom barefoot? I couldn't believe it, man. I couldn't, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't, I couldn't grasp what the fuck they were thinking about. Walking in a bathroom barefoot. Okay. You're not home getting out your own shower. You're on a fucking plane with all these dirty ass shoes. You, <laughs> you get up out of your first class and you're in first class. First class means you first class and you're sitting in first class. Have some fucking class about yourself. How dare you? That's a good one. That that's that that sounds like a podcast morning. Damn right. Truism. <laughs> if you're in first class, be first yeah. class. Yeah, I, I would. I'm tell you something, Mel. I would. Oh my gosh, man! Going back to the heyday and and dressing and style. Hats. Oh man. Oh man. Nothing. Fedoras like it, and man. shit. Nothing like it. A fedora. Nothing like it, man. Nothing like it. I'm sorry. Hats scare me. Oh, really? Yeah, they scare me. They, I feel like I can't pull them off. You just need. No, no. What you need? We need to go hat shopping one day. We need to go hat shopping. I can do and, cowboy. I know I can do cowboy hat. Of course, you know why? Because you have you have a square chin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. You, you got the cheekbones, got the high cheekbones, mm-hmm. and you got the rock chin. You got that fucking rock ass chin. Of course, you can fucking wear a cowboy hat. A cowboy hat is perfect for your facial structure. See, I got a long, I got a long face. Mm-hmm. I got a long ass face. You know, but when I put on a fedora, my tilt game is what. Ooh, the and, tilt game. Oh, the tilt game is what embodies oh, yeah. that hat. That's so, so in true. other words, and you gotta decide. I say it all the time, whether you wearing that hat or that fucking hat wearing you, you gotta decide. It is boy, that's so true. That hat wearing you. You put that shit on. That hat wearing you. Okay? Boy, that's so true. And and when I and when I when I go all out style, right now I got my got my little goatee. When I go all out style. I cut that. I cut my must. I cut it down to the stash, a little pointy fucking stash. When I do that pointy stash, and under this hair, it's a fucking big ass fucking dimple, like a like a, yeah. like a coochie. It, it's, if I squeeze it together, yeah, it looks like know, a butt. I can, I can go to the gynecologist. I mean, my chin, mm-hmm. the hole in my chin is deep. This shit is deep. When I squeeze my chin together, 
you know? Yeah, I can make a butt out of my chin, to the, too. I can make it. I go right to the gynecologist. My shit is nice. You know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and my shave, I shave my skin real nice, and I do facials and shit like that. You know, exfoliate. Ooh-wee. And I'm, I put that little, a little French stash on and a suit and a tie and a fucking hat tilted. A little cigar in my hand. Kiss my ass, Rob. Everybody <laughs> kiss my ass. I, catch me. Hey, I say catch me if you can. I Woo! love it. That is, I'm going to leave with, I'm going to end with that image. <laughs> you with, with, with the hat. You're wearing the hat. It's not wearing you with a <laughs> jaunty angle. Of the hat, oh, yeah. I think jaunty is the best description yep, of yep, the yes, type of yes, angle man. you want on your hat. Tilt game, work on your tilt game. Work your tilt, your jaunty Catch tilt. Catch me if you can. And, and just kiss my tail feathers as I go up to the cotton club in the day. Oh, man. Oh, man. oh I like when you went with that one. I right? like that. I dig that. I dig that. I dig that. See, I know what's Woo! what. Tilt game might be the title of this <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> I don't know, man. We got a lot, I like tilt we, game. We, we got a lot of, a lot of good titles. In, in this game, Devin, Ooh. my producer Devin's going to have a, a, a plethora of choices here. So many good ones. Dude, thank you, man. This is great. You're the best. I, I was hey. so excited to talk to you, and this was so much fun. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, we, we you know what I, I always say? If you, can, if you can do two things at one time, which is enjoy, uh, enjoy yourself, man, reconnect, and, but at the same time, inspire people. That, that's what you got to do, man. You got to find a way to do all, all, all those things at one time, so it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. it. I love it. That's a great one to end on. Thanks, brother. I, I so appreciate you, and uh, hopefully our paths will cross one of these days. And uh, I never, t- I never used Larry, the word. I'm, I never used the word hopefully, and I never used the word try. I don't try. I fucking do. So I'm gonna say we're gonna do. I'll do and link up and make some shit happen, brother. I love that. I'm stealing that. I use that shit. I, I I fucking got that shit. I drop kicked that shit out of my vocabulary. I don't use the word try. I'm a doer. I fucking do everything. I do it. Win or win or lose, I'm a fucking do it though. Woo! So good. Yeah, man. You good. You no. You good, Rob. Shit. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck fuck everybody else. You good. You, you good. 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 You good, Robster. <laughs> All right, go get your day, baby. Have fun. Hey, this man. is great. Pre- so appreciate it. Great, it, man. We'll do it again sometime, bro. Yep, yep for sure. Thanks, Soon. Man. Good, All right. Good luck on your show. <laughs> hey, thank you, man. Yes, indeed. We're gonna make it happen. Yep, for sure. All right. <laughs> Thanks, man. Later, man. <laughs> How great is he? That was so fun. And you know, again, I, I you guys know, um, it's it's great when I talk to friends and people that I have a history with and. But there's something so great about talking to somebody that I don't know, but I want to know. And I think we're going to hit it off, but you never really know. And um, listen, simpatico. You know, we like the same Pop-Tart. Knew I loved him. All right. It is time for the Lowdown Line. Hello. You've reached literally in our Lowdown Line where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323-570-4551. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hello, this is Susan from San Antonio, Texas. I have enjoyed every episode. And a friend of mine gifted me last Christmas an April 1972 issue of Cosmopolitan Magazine. 
And I am sure you know Burt Reynolds was the centerfold, was the first centerfold for the magazine. So my question to you, Rob Lowe, is if given the opportunity, would you pose for a centerfold asking for a friend? Thank you. Love your podcast. Hey, Susan, you're telling me you have an original Cosmo with Burt Reynolds centerfold in it? I would give a lot of money for that. That's a big deal. I'm not kidding. That's a, that is an iconic piece of show business you have in your hot little hands. So don't lose it. It's a big deal. Um, and kudos to your friend who gave that to you. Um, I would absolutely do, particularly, I would absolutely do a, a centerfold, particularly if it were uh, a parody of the Burt Reynolds one. I believe there's a bearskin rug involved or a tiger skin rug and a fire behind him. Um, and you know, when I was younger and like an ingenue and a pinup, um, I would have chafed at, I'm not going to allow myself to be objectified in such a way. I'm more than my body. I'm 57 years old now. Fuck it. You know what I mean? It's like, I will throw down. Use it or lose it. You know what I'm saying? So um, if the opportunity comes my way, I'm down to clown. Thank you, guys. Thanks for, for coming. I love you. I appreciate you um, spreading the word on, on the show. Um, I'm hearing more and more from people on the street that they're enjoying it, and that really means a lot to me. And uh, it's a function of you guys out there talking and spreading the word. So keep it up, and I'll see you next week on Literally With Me. You have been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe. Produced and engineered by me, Devin Tory Bryant. Executive produced by Rob Lowe for Low Profile. Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Stitcher. The supervising producer is Aaron Blaird. Talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.